2: Hello everyone and good morning. Welcome to our Big Brother 19 live feed update for August 13th. I'm your host, Taron Armstrong, and today I have brought a wonderful guest. It's John Kraus. How are you doing, John?
1: Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I don't have a funny joke today. Uh, you know, I was going to make another joke about uh, maybe not using the veto on myself, but it's kind of played out at this point. It's disappointing.
2: The, both the not using the veto on yourself and not having a joke. So yeah
1: well I won't be the most disappointing person on this podcast <laughs>
2: <sure>. <laughs> Yes, we are here to talk about everything that happened on the feeds yesterday and to start it off, we actually we spoiled it a bit yesterday because it happened while we were doing the live feed update, um, which doesn't often happen but they picked players for the veto and Cody was not chosen to play in this veto, which is basically uh, the the death sentence for Cody's game. Uh, it's gonna be very, very hard for him to survive this week, right John?
1: Yeah, I would have to agree I think that this is sort of uh maybe not the final nail in the Cody coffin but certainly the second to last nail. Uh, I I really think that this uh this week might be pretty set in stone. Yes, it's uh, it's it's
2: you know If you're a Cody fan, this is disappointing. If you're not a Cody fan, it's probably also disappointing because we're going to be seeing a very slow week this week. Um, So uh, basically, Paul makes sure after this happens that everyone's on board now, um, especially that Mark has been winning all these competitions. Paul's going around saying, you know, what we need to do we need to make sure Paul. We need to make sure Mark goes home before Elena. He's the bigger target. He's been winning all these competitions. This is what we need to do. Um, it seems like he's getting some traction here too. You know, a lot of people had been defending Mark, but um, even Jason now is kind of just like, you know, what? I I don't care. It's fine. We can we can take Mark out. Um, things not looking so great for Mark either, John.
1: No, uh and he has been a little bit more open talking about wanting to flip on the house to him and Elena. They have their light, late night chats, most of which revolves around will Mark get Elena to admit that she likes him or not? Like we've, we've, you know, they just talk about whether or not they like each other all night. But, uh, last night they were talking about like, wouldn't it be cool? What if we just flipped on the house? Uh, Elena at one point was like, yeah, uh, it'd be really good TV if I just went complete, uh, completely nuts and did something really, really unexpected. Uh, which brings me to sort of, I think, the next big thing that we should talk about, which is that Elena is kind of digging her own grave right now, uh, too. She and Alex have started really, really, really butting heads, and it has led to Alex, uh, she's re- really, really getting sick of Elena right now
2: well yes there was a there was an incident at the veto competition that we will talk about um but first we need to talk about this uh there's been more even more kevin skepticism here um kevin has just been going around alex and paul still talking about like man we really don't like what kevin is doing here he's been talking to cody too much and uh to the point where when paul was talking with jason and alex they were saying you know what kevin's out of our final five. You know what we're going to do instead? We're going to pull in Josh and Christmas. That's going to be our final five, which if I'm Alex or Jason, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a right. terrible idea. But if I'm Paul, I think we're finally seeing Paul's final plans for the end game, which is final five with two pairs, Alex and Jason, Christmas and Josh. I'm sitting right in the middle. It's perfect for Paul. And uh, I I really like this plan.
1: Yeah, we talk about this a lot on on, uh, different podcasts, and we've seen it work in the house a few different times. If you are, you know, people gave Dayvon last year such a hard time because she was offered this situation where she could have been the fifth whale. uh, Sorry, the fifth wheel. That was weird. uh, (laughs) Fifth whale? (laughs) Yeah, hashtag fifth whale. There we go. But, yeah, it's it's a good place to be in, and I think that uh, last year we saw, too, there were all of the pairs going into the end. We had Paul and Victor. We had Nicole and Corey. And uh, then we had sort of James, and maybe Paul is uh, starting to see, like, maybe, you know, he wants to be in the optimal position going into the end game. I do agree, too, that uh, this is probably the worst week for Kevin so far. This is the first time that people have actually talked about throwing him on the block. Uh, Paul was saying yesterday, like, what if we just throw Kevin on the block just to see what he does? Like, we, I, I'm really curious to see how Kevin reacts to being on the block. And as a Kevin fan, I don't like that. I don't even want people talking about him being on the block. And so, yeah, he needs to lay low uh, going forward. Yes, it's... uh, Man,
2: Paul, I think we'll continue to talk about it throughout the update today, and I'm sure we'll go into it in depth on the roundtable on Monday night, but Paul is really taking control of this game even more than he had before. The few little glitches along the way seem to be getting ironed out, and uh, it's really looking like Paul's game to lose at this point. Um, So Alex is talking about... How it's as she's talking with Jason, she's talking about. Oh, it's so great that Cody doesn't realize that we're working with Paul. He just thinks that we're his pawns. Ah, it's great that 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 he, that he thinks that. Um, you know, I guess I guess semantics. You know, it's theoretically you could say that she's working with Paul and she's not his quote unquote pawn. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's how I'd classify it.
1: Right, yeah, Alex does this a lot. She says a lot of things that it's like, boy, if you wrote down what you said and actually read it out loud, like you would see kind of how silly this sounds. Uh, she's definitely got a lot of the, uh, we call this dramatic irony uh, in the literary world where where she's definitely has no idea that she, she is a pawn. They, they're all pawns. Uh, I I, I would agree that that Paul has really set himself up to the point where it is his game to lose. We were looking last week at maybe Josh and Christmas being the people that would start to flip, that would start uh, the tower tumbling, but they've definitely sort of cozied right back up into the situation, and look, Paul wants to bring them in closer now, and so that works out better for them too. Uh, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here, but we've been seeing Matt uh, who we're going to be talking about more in a few minutes, but like, you know, he was saying all season, I just want to make jury. I just want to make jury. And all of the people were like, boy, I hope once Matt makes jury, now he's going to start making moves. Uh, But he's been saying all day yesterday and before, well, now that I've made jury, I don't care when I go out. Like, he's like, I'm done. I played hard enough. And so I'm ready to be done. Uh, And so, yeah, you know, they're just falling down for Paul.
2: Yeah, and they even talk about you know uh, Jason tells Alex about his conversation with Mark the uh, last week where Mark said uh, if anybody wants to win they have to get Paul out of the game. Um, Alex even kind of was like mm, maybe that's true, uh, maybe maybe what we do is at the final three I'd probably choose you over him to take to the end. Uh, keyword there probably she's not <laughs> willing to even commit to that, um, but there is talk finally about what they would do in the end if they're willing to cut Paul. I think. By then it's a little late yeah. uh, I think uh, Paul's idea right now is if he can get to where he was last time he was able to win those competitions if he wins those competitions he wins the game so uh, that's what it's looking like although there's a lot of backstabbing to, to, to happen yet to happen in his future as well so
1: that could mess up his jury plans but I think that they all love him too much I don't I yeah. really I really don't see a bitter jury happening if Paul gets to the final two and you're totally right uh, I do think that it's a little too little too late once get final four. Paul is good at competitions. And who else has been good at competitions this year? Jessica, she's gone. Cody, he's going to be going this week. Uh, All of the competition threats are leaving. You know, the reason that Paul wants to keep Christmas is so close is that she is the opposite of a competition threat. So I think that if you let Paul get to even the final six, uh, it's, it's pretty much all over. Yes,
2: Um, we even had Matt and Raven talking about Paul and saying, you know, uh, getting Cody out is great because Paul's not even going to be nominated to like the final five everyone trusts him. He's going to help us get really far. Um, Again, not realizing that uh, they're next on the chopping block after Mark and Elena. Um, They think that they're in Paul's endgame plans, but they're just not. Um, And I mean, this is, is, again, we talk about the key element of Paul's game being his secret relationship with Alex. Another element of that is his relationship with Matt and Raven, where they do not realize where they stand in the group. They're the people who are in the delusional spot right now now, who are doing a ton of work for Paul and that group, and they're just going to be cut pretty soon right after.
1: Yeah, I. so, uh, you know, full disclosure, I was living in China when BB-16 happened, so I didn't get to watch a ton of the feeds, so this might be a misspeak on my part, but I have never seen two people alone in a room strategizing for somebody else. They were alone to, together talking about, like, boy, this is so good for Paul's game, it's so great that we got him to this point, he's not going to get nominated anymore, he's not in trouble, thank goodness Paul is going to be safe from here on out and they were only talking, it wasn't like a show it wasn't like they were trying to miss anybody or try. it was just the two of them talking about how it's so good that they've helped Paul and they're going to continue to help him, I've never seen anything like that before it's, it's pretty crazy.
2: It, it, it is somewhat reminiscent of like a token genes in Survivor where they're all just like, we want uh, we, we want JT to win the game. He's just great. Right. Um, yeah, that's, not, a good, that's a good comparison. Yeah, they're not quite saying they want Paul to win, but they are saying that they love him so much and that they want him to help them get to the end. Um, so we also had Kevin talking more with Cody. Uh, just He really continues to dig his own grave here. Um, tells Cody, look, you're dead in the water. There's really nothing I can do. Um Cody ends up telling Kevin about his daughter and uh and his brother um and uh, asks him you know please don't tell anyone about my daughter I don't want them to use it against me. Kevin then proceeds to tell Paul about Cody's daughter um, and then also hints to Jason later about it, who then tells everyone. So uh, this gets out very, very quickly. Um, but uh, Cody try- trying to open up. Cody has been socializing a lot more since Jessica left. It really it makes me disappointed that, uh, that him and Jessica got into that relationship. I think they could have been. Somewhat good together if they had won more competitions, but separately they're much better socially. Um, he's like actually talking to people instead of just like hanging out in a room with her all day.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have anyone to canoodle with in a bed anymore. And so he actually has to like go out into the house and see people and talk to people. It's been interesting, you know, turning on the feeds and there's not a camera just for Cody and Jessica and then a camera for everybody else. Now there are, you know, Cody is in the room with other people. And it's really kind of interesting to see. I think that. Uh, his social game probably could have been decent. I, you know, I think it's definitely too late at this point uh, and he's kind of going to be lying in the bed that he laid. Uh, He had a pretty bad hand dealt to him, what with uh, nominating a third of the house uh, during the first week. And uh, definitely we can blame him for not trying harder, even when Jessica was in the house. Also, he's been voted out once before. Uh, But this week we're seeing a glimmer of like, what could have been if maybe he hadn't won HOH that first week, if perhaps him and Jessica hadn't really uh, hooked up so tightly. Uh, He could have possibly been a a decent player.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just be careful when you're talking about hands with Mark and Elena in that house. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So then we have Josh talking to Paul. He says, uh, look, Paul. I saw Jason and Mark talking game last week when they were having, when they were playing chess. They were quote-unquote playing chess. They weren't actually playing chess. They were actually playing game. They're getting really close. Jason brought up the fact that we had a final three deal in week one. It's really sketching me out, Paul. Um, Paul says, I don't think we need to worry about it too much. I think you should go to Alex and talk to her about it. Josh says, I don't want to talk to Alex. Please don't tell Alex. I don't want this to get to Alex. Um, Josh leaves. Paul immediately goes and tells Alex, um, who says, don't worry about it. The final three Thing, Jason, it has no intention of like following through that. He's just worried because he's breaking that deal, and he feels like what is it going to look like to people? Um, so ultimately, Jason comes out of this looking pretty good. I feel like uh, Josh's estimation in uh, or, or Paul's estimation of Josh, uh, like in his mind, is kind of lowered a bit in terms of like, why won't you go tell Alex about this? Why are you bringing this up to me? Um, I think this is kind of like, I think Josh had good intentions, but I think Paul come up, came, comes away from this conversation thinking, Josh tr- just tried to play me a little bit. Um, so this was an interesting little exchange here.
1: Right. And also I think that that going back to what we said earlier about Paul going to the final five with those two pairs that helps that uh there's they're against each other. Like Paul yep. was able to turn that into a situation where it's like, Oh, you should go tell Alex and then he doesn't want to tell Alex and it kind of separates we have the Christmas and the Josh, and then we have the, the Jason and the Alex. And so if they are able to get to the final five at that point, that really that they will work together to get Paul out. It'll 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 be two and two and one still.
2: Yeah, you know, looking at Paul's game here, it's it's really starting to come together. Again, we're only a little bit past the halfway point. So there's still a lot of game to be played. There's still a lot of things that could mess up. But at, this is like the most control Paul has ever had. And there's a very clear line to the end of the game now and a very clear and set final five that everyone is is on board with. Christmas and Josh are totally fine with going to the end with Alex and Jason. Alex and Jason, vice versa with Christmas and Josh. They will obviously target each other. Paul sits right in the middle and uh, and cruises to the end at this point. Um,
1: so. I think at this point his biggest, uh, the, the, the most danger he's going to be in is at the double eviction or if they possibly do a triple eviction. I've been wondering if BBUS is going to get on the triple eviction train since they we are more than halfway and And we still have 11 people in the house. So uh, I think that whether we get a double or possibly a triple, that's when Paul will be in the most danger. If he can survive those, then uh, I think that it's set in stone.
2: Yeah, uh, my opinion on, on a US triple eviction is that I don't think the US production will want to do something that Canada did first that's just my my thoughts on it um, but we'll, we'll just have to see
1: um, so, I just think, the reason I bring that up is because of how many people we still have in the house and how much time there is left, and also, and I realize that it is an offshoot of the American production, but we've seen a lot of the challenges this year came from OTT which is uh, sort of a separate thing, even though it's all in-house at CBS, so like they're clear kind of reaching for other ideas. I don't know, just a theory.
2: All right. Um, so then we have the power of veto competition. It's one of those ones where you go out and then you pick a prize slash punishment. You get to choose one from that's already been taken or one that hasn't been taken yet, and uh, this this causes a lot of drama, as it sometimes will. Um, so here here here's what happens. Um, Matt ultimately wins the power of veto, um, but he didn't win the competition, and this is right. Kind of.
1: Strange. Let's let's be completely honest here. Matt just kind of did nothing. Yeah. And he it's like that gift that you see sometimes from Mario party where all of the people are on the balls and like they all hit each other and then the one person is not moving and that's the person that wins. Uh, because he was actually uh, the third one out or the fourth one out. Uh but the other people just didn't want the veto. <laughs> so they, they let Mark have it.
2: Yeah, well he had, talked, Matt. Matt it. He, had, he had talked to Paul earlier, and Paul said if you win the veto, you have to use it on Jason so that we can backdoor Cody. And Matt was just like, well, I guess I'll just throw it then. Like I don't want to have to use it on somebody else. Um so Matt had no intention of winning this veto, uh, but he ends up with it because uh and we'll run through these these other punishments as well. Um basically the main event of the veto competition is Alex and Elena had made a deal that they're not going to give each other punishments. They're not going to curse each other in this competition. Elena proposed that deal to Alex. And so Alex took the $5,000 prize and Elena ends up winning the competition, has the ability to choose whether to take the veto or anything else. And Elena, who is on the block decides to take the $5,000 from Alex, who she promised she wouldn't do that to, and give her instead probably one of the worst punishments we've seen on Big Brother, which is you have to carry around all this camping gear all week long, and she has to make hot dogs at uh, whenever Big Brother tells her to. She has to unload and set up the whole camping you thing. To like pinch the, tent,
1: pinch the yes, tent.
2: and and make the hot dogs. And then pack it all back up. And then of course, what happened was immediately, as soon as she packed it all up, they, uh, they said again, like, uh, no, make, make some more hot dogs. Um, it's just, it's all week long. Very uh, very unfortunate punishment for Alex, and she was about to get $5,000. She really expected between Elena, obviously, should take the veto, and she promised she wouldn't punish her. She really felt like this was going to be good, and when Elena ends up taking that $5,000 from her,
1: she was very pissed um, yeah, all, I all day been- long. I actually have a proposal. I know that a lot of the execs at CBS watch these daily updates. So I'm speaking to you, the producers at CBS. Uh, Normally, normal in seasons past, we vote for America's favorite player at the end of a Big Brother season. This season, I suggest that we vote for America's dumbest player because they really seem to be trying to outdo each other. I mean, generally speaking, I've been an Elena fan up until this point. But... How monumentally bad and stupid is this entire move? She is on, knows from last week that it's possible that she is could possibly be a target. She felt unsafe last week, and so she knows that she could be in danger. She voluntarily gives up the veto, number one. Number two, she went out of her way to promise Alex not to curse her, something that she didn't have to do. But she said, I promise I will not curse you specifically, and then she does that. Uh, she takes $5,000 in front of everybody, which people don't like when that happens. Uh, we know from this season that people are still talking about how Ramses took that $5,000 at the time. $5,000. Yeah, so like, this is one of those things where like, anyone who has any decent game sense would know that these are bad moves, but on top of that, she has all of the information that's been given to her. She knows that she's a target. She knows that she promised not to target Alex, or punish Alex. She knows that people don't like it when you take that much money in front of other people and yet she still did all of these things and uh, as of now she still thinks that it was a pretty good move last night she was saying in her little one-on-ones with Mark she was like no one's gonna care that I took the 5,000 right that won't put a target on my back right and Mark was like it might it might people may not like that and she's like no I think it'll be fine I, I need that money
2: yeah, it, it's it's crazy, and and she to top it all off, she's not even apologizing. Yeah. Like she's not even saying like, "Look, I'm sorry. I know that I promised you I wouldn't, but I really just needed that five thousand dollars or whatever." She's just like, she's sitting in a room by herself, justifying the action instead of talking to Alex about it. And it's just like this. Like I, I can't believe. Like it's hard to be outraged about this because there's so many other dumb things happening around it but if this happened on a regular season without all the other dumb stuff we would be like this is the dumbest move of all time she's on the block she didn't take the veto instead she paid HOH. like it's insane but in this very same week we have somebody else who won the veto and is going to use it on somebody else uh and this is following people who had just like used the HOH on people that they shouldn't have taken out and, like, you know, essentially sent themselves home uh, week after week. So it's just like after a series of dumb moves, it's kind of, like, par for the course. But, uh, but man, this was dumb. This was yeah. this should not have happened.
1: That's why we're going to vote for Elena for ADP, America's Dumbest Player. I think that he's <laughs> certainly earned it this week, at least. It's yeah. so frustrating. And Alex... Uh, Uh, already kind of doesn't like Elena, but yeah, like, uh, people in the comments are already saying it, but uh, all night long, she's been pitching tents and grilling hot dogs and just muttering uh, under her breath, muttering curse words, like F Elena this, and calling her a dumb ass, and and things like that, and uh, yeah, like, this is a, we could see a situation, this is sort of Cody's only one little chance, this is why it's maybe not the final nail in the coffin, is because Elena has supremely pissed off the HOH, and uh, there is a veto to be played, and it will get played, uh, probably not on Matt, because Matt would never go against the House, even though he's also on the block. Uh, but it will get played at some point, and uh, it's possible that it will get played in such a way that maybe uh, Elena gets in trouble.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of the day, Paul had pretty much set it up so that Mark was the next target Um, and now people are talking about, no, we should, I mean, Alex is kind of wanting to switch it to Elena this week because she's so pissed off. Granted, Paul immediately puts out the flames. Um, He he makes sure everyone understands, no, we have to make sure that Cody goes this week. We can't let him squeeze, squeak, squeak by. Um, we can't let Cody uh, reintegrate himself into the house. He's been socializing more. Um, people are on board with that. They're saying yes,
1: we agree. We, Cody needs to go. But then Elena next week. Um, Which is, it goes back to what you said about how this is like a really dumb move, except for all of the other dumb stuff around it. I think if, if like, think about if Josh were the H O H this week. Like he would be even more pissed off. Like imagine if if Josh had gotten punished and was targeted. Uh, the fact. That Alex is the one who's the HOH, and Alex in a house full of people who are happy to follow Paul, she is number one most happy to follow Paul. That's kind of the number one thing that's going to save Elena this week is that all it takes is Paul to say to Alex, like, let's not do this. Um, it's, yeah, just dumb surrounded by dumb. Yes.
2: All right. So to, uh, to round off these, uh, these punishments and rewards here, um, Mark ends up winning a trip to Colorado. Um, I guess to go to the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. Um, if you're an American Ninja Warrior listener, I don't know what else is in Colorado. Um, <laughs> Paul and Christmas end up getting stuck together for 48 hours in a tandem skydiving outfit. Um, like of all people, Paul is stuck to the, the curl in the scooter. <laughs>
1: Well, he picked that. He got to pick who he wanted
2: to be attached to, and he picked Christmas. I maybe he. You know what? I get it. He was like, "Man, that scooter looks like so much fun. I want to have to. I want to be able to ride around on the scooter all day. I want sound effects. Is it a two person
1: scooter? No. It's, they should it's give him his own a one scooter, for- and then they can do like tandem scoots around yes. the house. <laughs>
2: Oh man! All right. So uh, Jason ends up getting his second costume of the season, the Extreme Um He has to run around talking about how he's extreme, and uh, they're they're like, "Oh, Jason's extreme when he's doing nothing, and he's extremely annoying." Like uh, it's Jason extreme. Um, so more more Jason costuming.
1: Yeah, uh, I believe I read on Twitter. Like uh, I follow a lot of Big Brother fact twitters, and I think he's the third per- person in Big Brother history to have gotten two costumes um i want to say nicole was one i can't think of who the other one is i actually i like the costumes as much as i poo poo all of the dumb stuff and the sound effects and all these things i always really like the costumes they're really funny to me i love all the tards that they've had over the years yes i believe jen was another
2: one um that had two costumes um but i yeah i'm not frank frank in the frank, chat there yes. you go thank you jack <laughs> um okay so that was the veto competition. Um, Cody was pretty happy about this. Cody was like, uh, you know what? I I love this move, Elena. This was great. You did a great job. I would have done the same thing. And he's yeah. also kind of just a little bit hoping, like, I wonder if this will switch the target onto her. He asks Kevin about it. Um, he's like, are they pissed enough at Elena that things could change? Kevin is kind of like, I don't think so. But uh, let me go see what I can do. I'll go uh, talk to them for you again. Kevin should not be doing this. Kevin should not be talking to anyone on Cody's behalf. They're already uh, very skeptical. Um, I could very easily see Kevin being uh, one of the people that becomes the perpetual pawn once uh, Mark and or Elena go home here.
1: Yeah. Not that I can speak for Kevin or for his strategy, but I do think that, he kind of wants to be because he's a talker. I think he wants to be like the straight shooter. He's done this thing all season where like, if someone goes like, am I the target? And like, they are the target, then Kevin will be like, yeah, you kind of are the target. And uh, you can criticize that gameplay a little bit, but I think that he is seen kind of as a straight shooter in the house, which probably has helped him up until this point. Uh, But I do I do think that it's not good to you know, he was trying to tie himself to Cody last week. And then there was this whole big fight. And Kevin even said, like, boy, I shouldn't have gotten so close to Cody. That was a bad move. Cody burned that bridge. And uh, it is a little bit surprising to see him kind of going back to Cody again this week, because I, I would have thought that he had learned his lesson again, kind of a bad week for Kevin.
2: Yes. Uh yeah, you know, I was I was really enjoying Kevin for a long time. Uh but this th- these past two weeks he has he has not been doing particularly well here um, yeah. and like I I appreciate again I appreciate like what he's trying to do uh, but I just think his inexperience with the game is is really showing here and he doesn't recognize that uh, he's digging himself a hole um, and he's always been blind to Alex's suspicions who, who is like now sort of now, now that Paul is on to him too it's kind of like it's infecting other people and even his relationship with Jason is starting to to wane a bit, Jason is kind of like, uh, man. I think if pressed, Jason would have sided with with Kevin over Alex at one point in the game. But because it's slowly becoming a thing where it's like everyone else is against Kevin, it's like, well, I guess I just kind of have to be like, I let him go. Right. Like, you know.
1: Do you think that there's some credence to the idea that uh, because Cody is the obvious person to go home this week, that maybe Kevin is trying to garner a jury vote? Is is do you see any evidence of that?
2: I don't think so because he did the same thing with Jess. You know what I mean? Like, and Jess didn't have a jury, but I think Kevin legitimately is just kind of, I think he likes Cody and Jess. I think. Yeah. um, He wants them to come to Thanksgiving. That's a big thing. Um, I think, you know, and it was sort of the same thing with Ramses too, when, when when Ramses went, when he like he gave a little too much information to Ramses and he like he's he, he even he warned Jess that it was gonna happen. Um like Kevin has always been sort of on this Cody Jess side of things, uh, for no particularly good reason, um, other than I guess just he likes them, which I guess is a good enough reason. But Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, I felt like Kevin had a decent shot here because he was going to get taken to the end. But now it's looking like they're going to start pushing him out, and the, his only people were Alex and Jason, and they're the people who are like most mad
1: at him right now. So uh, it's I don't not looking see him good. going anytime soon, though. I really do think that as of as, you know, in previous behavior is the best predictor of future behavior. Like Paul is the one dictating all these moves, and Paul has at times wanted Kevin to go to the end. It doesn't seem like he's in his final five plans now, but I really I see Kevin getting like six at this point. Like Paul still really wants to go. Cody, Mark, and Elena, Matt and Raven like those are his next targets and so that's you know that's four or five weeks depending on the double uh and you know that's a lot of time for Kevin to maybe sort of wake up here's here's my thing about Kevin that there's one upside
2: to this that I think is uh, again potential and, and uh it was pointed out to me on Twitter that um this, these podcasts can occasionally become like what could possibly derail uh, Paul but right. uh I do think that Kevin is somebody if he catches on to the fact that people are against him now. I could easily see Kevin being like, well, screw Paul. Um, yeah. Let me go to Mark and Elena and try to get something going with them. Um, we could see him like flip on Paul in a way that nobody else has really been willing to. I think Kevin is the kind of guy who just he gives no Fs. He's like, uh, I'm, I'm going for it. I don't care. If you're against me, then you're against me, and I'm against you. And that's how it's going to be. Um, so it's possible. Um, we also had uh, Mark and Elena. They had a conversation, as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, they talked all about what their plans were. Essentially, um, Mark feels like he feels like he's a good relationship with Jason. He feels like uh, he's like Jason and Alex. They have our backs. Uh, Elena is like not anymore, <laughs> not after I just pissed him off. Um, but uh, so they're feel- they're like, so what do, what do we do? Like, could we try to take Paul out? Could we put him up next to Alex? Like that might help. Like he's the best person in the house and if we took him out then nobody else even plays the game um, but we would need Matt and Raven on board and Elena's like I don't want to work with them Mark is like well we don't really have any uh, much choice um, and so they're like well maybe we'll try to get them um, ultimately though Mark is kind of like but, ah, but if, uh, the problem is that I don't feel like uh, Paul is going to like nominate us I feel like we need Josh out Josh is the person that's coming for us um, so again like Paul's it's like setup here is working really well it's like they need Mark. They need Matt and Raven. Paul has kept Matt and Raven very comfortable to the point where they're not willing to jump ship and help yeah. Mark and Elena take a shot at him. And even if they do want to take a shot at him, they feel like there's this big distraction in Josh who's in the way. Um, and you know, with Josh is this big like meatball pit bull that's like coming at you. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to be like, well, I need to take a shot at this huge like power player. When there's like this dude yipping at your heels, like, "Stop it!" A meatball, uh, if you will. Yes, a meatball. Um, so uh, it's it's uh, it's not looking great. You know, even if they do win this comp- this HOH in the double eviction, um, we'll we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, they ultimately kind of. Um, They ultimately kind of talk about like, okay, maybe maybe we need to get Alex out. Maybe if we get Alex out, it will free Jason up to work with us. The problem is Jason will be mad that we took Alex out and maybe he won't work with us. But the ultimate kind of plan they have here is, all right, maybe what we'll do is we'll put up Paul and Josh and then we'll backdoor Alex. Maybe that's the plan. Um, I don't think it's a particularly great plan, but it, it would shake things up. I think it would definitely shake things up.
1: Yeah, I think if your team good feeds or team power shift, then I think that ultimately what you want coming into Thursday is you want a Mark or Elena HOH. They seem to be the people who, for better or worse, are on the outs the most. And despite this sort of Alex-Elena feud that's happening, they are both very, very likely to be in the house come Thursday after the eviction. And they're both people who I think are going to want to try. Uh, we tried to win that HOH last week. He didn't throw it like a lot of other people seem to be throwing it. Uh, And I think that they would do something. Whether they would do the optimal thing, who knows? They might be too afraid to target Paul. But I think that they're going to be the ones that are most likely going to actually try to put up that group of people, that core five that we've been talking about this whole hour. I think the odds of any of them going up and going home rest on Mark or winning HOH and yeah. it is a double so there is a possibility someone in the chat just said maybe we could get one followed by the other we could get a mark and then elena in the double
2: yeah i mean they're not ch- like they're not too shabby here in competitions mark has won a bunch in a row and yeah. um and elena's not terrible at these quiz competitions she did say that she threw this one um, this week because she didn't want to have to be the
1: one to backdoor cody dummy, dummy! yeah right i know god what are you doing? very bad week on on Elena's part. I will say that uh, Elena also did really well on the wall comp. She was one of the last, I want to say three people on the wall comp there too. So we could see one of them or both of them win possibly this Thursday.
2: Yeah, so since this is a double eviction we have to assume the the HOH is going to be some kind of quiz, probably. Um, And so Elena might have a decent shot at that and then there might be some physical competition afterward. Um, I think we usually get like uh, one of those like uh, like knockout like skill competitions after yeah. a double. Um, so Mark has a decent shot at one of those. He did he did well at the bowling yeah. one. So uh, we really could see a back to back H O H uh, reign for Elena and Mark, and that would really shake the house up if that were to happen.
1: Um, but don't we get, never get nice things on yeah, doubles? Don't get, don't <laughs> Not, get your Think about the last few years of double evictions. They've never <laughs> ever ever. Ever been good things or nice yeah. things?
2: So uh, that's that's about what we have for you today. Unless uh, unless you have anything else, John, uh, or any questions in the chat, let me know.
1: No, I, I can't think of too much else. I know that uh, Rob said on one of the, uh, I think it was the Wednesday night episode, that he wanted to talk. He wanted me to talk about a uh, dream interpretation <laughs> because apparently Paul has been having dreams that he's losing his beard. Uh, I'm not an expert in dream interpretation, uh, but I will talk about it a little bit if that's what people want, which is that uh, there are lots of talks about what dreams can possibly mean. I'm more of the belief that it has to do with sort of whatever your insecurities are, and a lot of times uh, dreams are sort of whatever you're actually thinking about. So I think that if you want to get really metaphorical with it, you could say that Paul losing his beard, that's sort of his sense of confidence, his self-worth. I think that it's probably just a lot of anxiety in the house. And uh, so that could really be part of it. Also, uh, sometimes we just dream things that we're actually feeling Physically on our bodies, like if you have a dream that you're on fire, it might just be that like your room is too hot. So it's possible that Paul is just like rubbing his beard in his sleep or something, and then his brain is making him. Uh, when you lose your teeth in dreams, people like to compare a lot of different things, but a lot of times that just means that you're grinding your teeth in your sleep and that hurts your brain, and so you, you feel like your teeth are falling out. So uh, there's not too much to read into that, but I wanted I wanted to satisfy the dream interpreters out there. So that's my my two cents. Well, not only a dream expert but a beard expert. So uh, yeah, right. It's I, it's weird. I've never had dreams about my beard falling out i I don't think that i've ever had that happen (laughs) all
2: right well um there is something I, i i wanted to briefly talk about because i think it's important to talk about this while it's happening and we will talk about this in more detail on the round table but uh when we're looking at paul's game because it really does look like it's his game to lose right now we think about like is it paul or is it the rest of the house, right? Like we talk about Derek. Was it Derek? Was Derek amazing, or was the Big Brother sixteen cast incredibly dumb? Um, yeah. When we're looking at this house, I think we're definitely seeing a lot of players acting incredibly dumb, and not all. Not all of it has to do with what Paul is doing, right? Like Jess and Cody, like pretty, pretty like top tier bad players. Um, Elena making this move was really, really dumb, um although I would give Paul a little bit of credit for that. he's had a lot of influence over Elena, whereas like Jess and Cody, if they had done things right, Paul would have been in a lot of trouble um but Elena, I feel like he does have some influence over, but I also feel like Matt and Raven are keys here too, where like they are just like really bad players, and they're intensely loyal to Paul, and without Matt and Raven, he would have a much harder time uh controlling this house so like in the middle of things right now, when we're looking at the cast versus Paul's ability, do we feel like Paul is doing a really great job, or do we feel like the cast is incredibly dumb, or is it some kind of combination in, the, in between?
1: I really don't think that those are mutually exclusive things. I really do think it's a combination of, of both things. Uh, we can always point fingers at the dumb casts and things like that, but I think if you search your heart... You will find that there hasn't really been a great cast with like all great gamers, probably since Big Brother All Stars. Like we haven't, we've uh, in the best case scenario, we've had a few seasons where there've been multiple sort of high level tier players. Um, but like the the, the dumb cast, that's kind of just a factor of the game now. Uh, there definitely has been a lot of sub optimal moves, uh, but I do think so. Here's the here's what I'll say is that. Uh, when we see players play multiple times then I think that gives us a little better idea because they have different casts that they work with uh, you know let's jump over to the survivor for a second and say, hey Sandra, she won two times with two different casts and she made it um, uh, almost halfway the third time that she played I think that, that indicates that she's a good player. If multiple times that she plays, that she does really well. So in Paul's credit, he made Final 2 one time, and he is set up to probably make at least Final 2, if not win this time. So I, I, I don't buy in too much to the idea that it is just stupid casts. If you play multiple times, and, uh, I mean, for God's sakes, he's been telling people, like, he's been reminding people that he made it to, to the Final 2 last time. Uh, and so he's still able to set himself up so well. Uh, and also I think, it, uh, but on the other hand, we do have a like really, really dumb cast, right? Like they talk all the time, like, wow, Paul, he's really good. Uh, he, he made final two last time, didn't he? Like, yeah, he's really running things, but we won't worry about it right now. Uh, I, I really do think it's a little bit of both. And I don't think that you can separate those, those two things. Uh, none of these games, as much as, uh, robots like us want to look and analyze the move sets and the strategy and treat it like chess, You know, these games are really an amalgamation of a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill, a little bit of how the other people are playing, and a little bit of production of CBS. I don't believe that CBS rigs things, but, you know, they throw things in at different times, and it's, it's really all a mix of all that stuff.
2: Uh, yeah, I well said, well said. Uh I think that um I think the one thing that we should also make sure that we bring up in terms of uh Paul's ability to win this game is that um when he does get down to the end, there is a main a key difference here between like him and some of the greats like Derek or Dan, where it's like Derek or Dan they made sure that they would be taken to the end they they right. had a lot of strategy involved like a lot of strategy they they worked very hard to make sure that they would be taken to the end if they lost those competitions i don't think paul is really focusing on that because last time paul was able to win those final competitions and get himself to the end so i think he feels like he'll just be able to do that and so he's right. not really focusing on um like take me to the end he is trying to like say i'm a vet i can't win the game but beyond that there's not a whole lot that he's doing, and it's not very successful either. Most of the House thinks that he will win in the end if he gets there. And I think that's going to be a big issue for him down the line. We, I could easily see Paul getting cut at Final Four, at Final Three, if he does, by a by a misfortune to him, lose one of those competitions.
1: Yeah, I really, despite all the talk and all of the Matt saying, like, oh, good, he won't be nominated, you know, if it gets to the Final Three and, who, and someone not Paul wins that Final Three, I think that every single, even Alex, I think let's say that Alex is in the final three with Paul and then anyone else, Jason, and then Alex wins that final three. I'm I think I truly believe that even Alex would would cut Paul at that point. So I do agree with you that uh, he hasn't planned for every single contingency. Uh, he's been playing very similar to Derek. I say it every time I'm on this this show. Other people say it too. But it's a lot more sloppy. There's not 100% of all of the different iterations of possibility where he gets to the end. I, I do think that he will have to win out in that last competition.
2: All right. So that's our update for today. Just a little bit of an analysis there at the end, because I do like I I, I like being able to talk about this as the season is happening. I feel like it it gives a little more credence to the postseason analysis as well to say, well, we were talking about this during the season. So um, thank you for joining me, John. I, I enjoyed the discussion.
1: Yeah, it's always fun.
2: All right, so we will be live tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern to update you again on the live feeds. Uh, um, Rob will be live tonight after the West Coast airing of Big Brother to talk about the episode. Um, And then tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern, I will be live with the LFC. We will have the roundtable. We will talk about all this stuff in more detail. It will be very, very fun. Um, And then Tuesday, The Terran Show, episode 5, Oh, I am talking with none other than Jordan Parhar.
1: What that guy? Never thought I'd see him show his face around these parts again.
2: Yeah, we thought he was done. We thought he was done with our IGP, but he's back for an episode of the Terran Show. Uh, really looking forward to that. There's lots of stuff to talk about with Jordan, so um, keep an eye out. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will see you next time.
1: Goodbye.